and welcome to another episode of the AT&WB Podcast. This is your host, Chris Taylor. I'm here with Lana Leopard and Mr. Artemis. They're cats, so you probably won't hear them talking much. And you may hear a plane fly over me. There's a plane right now. On this episode, a giant news dump of news, of Warner news you can utilize. First up, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill? Henry Cavill has hung up his Superman cape after three films. It's possible that his original contract was only for three movies, possibly a trilogy of Superman films, and he decided not to renew. It seems that a couple months ago, Warner announced that they're making a Supergirl movie, so it seems that the focus will be shifting from Superman to Supergirl. And Warner really has no shame to have a TV show version of a character and a movie version of that same character. Different universes. Michael B. Jordan's name has been thrown around as a possible replacement for Superman. And I think he would be great. He's a great actor, and he has his own franchise in Creed. It is because of him that that movie has become a franchise. Over at the CW in the DCW universe, Elizabeth Tulock from Grimm? Tulach? I believe it's... Elizabeth Tulock from Grimm has been cast as Lois Lane in Greg Berlanti's DCW universe. This is going to be part of the Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl crossover that'll be happening from December 9th through December 11th. Also, Nora Freeze has been cast in the DCW universe. Cassandra Jean Amell is going to play Nora Freeze, wife of Mr. Freeze. If you remember her from the Batman and Robin film, she's frozen and Mr. Freeze is, is trying to get crystals in order to unfreeze her and to save her life. And there's also a beautiful, beautiful episode of Batman the Animated Series, which will make you cry, called Heart of Vice, which is what this Mr. Freeze story is based off of. Cassandra Jean Amell started her career on the show America's Next Top Model. So now the DC Extended Universe films are Aquaman on December 21st, Shazam on April 5th, Todd Phillips the Joker on October 4th, and Wonder Woman 1984 on November 1st, 2019. And on news about the Joker, they have released screenshots. Well, they have released a picture of Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. And they, well, not as the Joker, as a precursor to the Joker. And they have announced what his name will be, which is Arthur Fleck. And if you just do the initial of his first name, his name becomes A. Fleck. Because he's just a Fleck. Very clever. But again, the Joker is not necessarily a character that needs his own origin movie. The Joker has always been more interesting because he doesn't have an origin. That's what made him great in The Dark Knight was that he told the story of his origin, and then he told a completely different story about, you know, how he got his scars on his mouth. So you never know if he's telling the truth or lying. That's what makes that character so interesting. And seeing his origin may ruin that character. This reminds me back when Fox was making the first Wolverine movie, and 
Marvel was super frightened that they were going to tell a Wolverine origin story that they didn't approve of. And Wolverine never had an origin story up until that point. So Marvel decided to finally give us Wolverine's origin story, which was a great comic book. But they did it in the comic first, not in a movie first. Here, Todd Phillips and Warner seems to be doing the Joker's origin in a movie first, which is very interesting. But again, I'm giving it a grain of salt. We'll see how it goes. Also, in Todd Phillips' Joker news, Alec Baldwin is out as Thomas Wayne, and Brett Cullen is in. Brett Cullen has been in a in plenty of movies, and he was actually a congressman in The Dark Knight Rises. Now over to the Warner pillar known as Home Box Office HBO. Netflix has committed $12 billion to original programming, but AT&T boss Randall Stevenson laughed at that and said Netflix is Walmart, while HBO is more like Tiffany's. He praised HBO chief Richard Plepper, who he believes de delivers the best on-brand content for the price. The one interesting thing I find about this is if you look up Walmart as a company, it's a $50 billion company. And if you look up Tiffany's, it's a $12 billion company. But at the same time, Tiffany's is of quality. Walmart, not so much. I wouldn't buy an engagement ring at Walmart. As Batman Day was September 15th. Warner Brothers has officially released the $7.99 a month DC Universe streaming service. And October 12th is when the live action Titans starts to air once per week. Brad Anderson, who directed Batman himself, Christian Bale in The Machinist, directed the pilot to Titans. And finally, Space Jam 2 news! Yay! This is the thing that this podcast is going to be about. If Space Jam 2 is actually happening, which it seems like it's moving forward now, with LeBron James moving to Los Angeles and joining the Lakers, he has his own production company. LeBron James has announced a director and producer for Space Jam 2. Ryan Coogler, who directed Fruitvale Station, Creed, and Black Panther, is producing the film with Terrence Nance, directing and they revealed a kind of teaser poster which shows four cubbies four lockers and on top of the lockers they say b bunny one point guard l james 23 small forward t nance 20 director r coogler 21 producer one of the things i find fascinating about lebron james is he has the same number as michael jordan number 23 I, don't, I thought that number would be retired with Michael Jordan, but for some reason LeBron can use it as well. I don't know much about basketball, but I know that Michael Jordan was number 23. So this is fascinating. This poster is really cool. This makes me really pumped for the movie. Some news came out about Chuck Jones. You know, Chuck Jones famously did not like Space Jam. He's one of the original creators of the Looney Tunes, and he was not invited to be part of Space Jam. And during a dinner for Space Jam in the 90s, he went on stage and just shat on the movie, and he was actually pulled off stage and taken out of the building, which is kind of sad. 
But again, I love Space Jam. We're gonna have episodes about the the making of Space Jam 2 because it's been in production for since Space Jam came out. And for a while, they were then gonna do Spy Jam with Jackie Chan and Race Jam with Jeff Gordon. And none of those things panned out. But then, famously, Joe Dante directed Looney Tunes back in action. And if you watch that movie, you'll see the essence of Spy Jam in there since I believe someone in there is, oh, Timothy Dalton plays a spy within the film. You know, former James Bond Timothy Dalton plays a spy within the movie. So I'm sure that was part of the Spy Jam, spy jam script. And then at some point, you actually see Jeff Gordon racing his car because NASCAR really wanted Race Jam to happen. They were so pumped to make this part of their brand. I'm sure that contract they signed for Race Jam then followed over into Looney Tunes Back in Action. And Looney Tunes Back in Action, while not a good movie, uh, definitely has some great moments in it. Specifically, I really like the first 20 minutes of the film when they're on the Warner Brothers lot and you see the two Warner Brothers they have formulated for the film and you actually see Matthew Lillard talk to Scooby-Doo in the cafeteria and you see Porky Pig and Speedy Gonzalez talk about how they're probably not going to be cast anything anymore since one is considered uh, kind of racist, but not really since Hispanic Americans love Speedy Gonzalez. For a while there, Warner and Looney Tunes were going to retire the character and then Hispanic Americans came out and said, no, we love this character. Do not get rid of him because you think it's racist. Uh, we actually embrace this character. So for a while, they're actually going to make a Speedy Gonzalez movie. Also, news that I found out by following Brian Lynch, the writer of Minions and The Secret Life of Pets, he wrote the Angel After the Fall comic, which was... You know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the character Angel is what happens to him after his show ends. And he actually wrote an Acme, I think it's Wiley Coyote versus Acme or something like that. He wrote an Acme script and he said the reveal at the end is that the Roadrunner is the president of Acme. So that's it for our, the longest episode so far of the ATNWB podcast. I was your host. Chris Booker Taylor. You can find me online at Zeitkreist. Just type that in. You'll find me. And that's all, folks. Roar! This has been a full dinosaur production. <laughs>